Welcome everyone to a very special AFL Grand Final 2021 edition of the Jakarta Bintangs podcast, Perpetuating the Myth. Uh, today we're joined by two Bintangs legends, the first of which is a BJ Morgan winner in 2012, 65 games, one more than his brother-in-law, 30 goals from fullback, which is not a bad effort, and a mad keen dog supporter. We've got Chris Vandermeer. Welcome, Chris. Uh, thanks, MJ. Good to be here. Who came, who came second in the 2012 BJ Morgan? Um, I, the Matt Stevens Award winner that year, I think, was um, JD. Was it? No, right. Yep. I thought it was Gilsey. Uh, well, it might have been, actually. He came running up many times. Um, and the second legend we've got today was uh, is played 30 games with the Bintangs, 15 goals, copped the biggest pre-match spray from me in Vietnam in 2014. Diehard D supporter, Ben Corbett. How are you, Ben? Good, Ben, it's MJ, good to be here. Firstly, welcome boys, and let the listeners know where, where we find you on this uh, grand final eve. Firstly to you, Vanders, where are you? Uh, based in Singapore at the moment, Bulldog Central here in Singapore. So I've um, been based here for the last five years or so. Right, fantastic. And what about you, uh, Corbs? So I'm in uh, central London at the moment. I'm one out, having my own grand final parade uh, alone. So yeah, good to be here. Fantastic. Okay, and Vanders, are you playing footy in Singapore at the moment, mate? Yeah, we've got the... Um, so my son Harvey is uh, in the Auskick here at the Singapore Sharks and I'm in the dad's team. So we're, I was at training on Monday night. It's the first training I've been to in about six months, but uh, yeah, still still having a kick every now and again. How's the hammies, mate, after the training? All good, all good. Still kicking at 60. Ah, awesome. <laughs> and what about you, Benny? Are you playing footy? Yeah, yeah I'm playing for the, uh, the London Swans. So they'll be putting on the, um, well, the, the sort of grand final day at the pub on Saturday as well. So good to, good to get around some actual footy people while we watch the game uh, on Saturday. What's the competition like up there, mate? Is it a pretty decent standard? It's pretty good. So I've, I've played for two teams now. One was uh, at uni um, and uh, one here in London. Not bad, I'd say. You know, we don't have Dave Smith, the stats man, so the average IQ is probably a bit lower. Um, but they're pretty good at footy and there's a sort of good stock. We've obviously been decimated here uh, with COVID. Um, but I think, you know, just to put it in perspective, I think we've got, we've got a ones and a twos um, at the Swans and we've got, uh, well, if you think about, we've got Jakarta and Bali as the two Indo sides and then, you know, you've basically got to get on a plane to play anyone. There's, um, you know, I think about a dozen teams here. Um, so it's a pretty good, pretty good competition, which is a bit of a shame, you know. I think the, the best thing about playing footy in Asia is you need to, it's always a good excuse to jump on a plane with your mates and spend a couple of days away uh, rather than jumping on a train in the cold, shitty uh, London weather to then sort of come back to, to the house, sort of dreaming of the, the, the better days in uh, Jakarta. But yeah, no, it's good. So the uh, the idea of uh, flying to Spain to play footy or up to Amsterdam or something like that would be quite appealing and maybe you could sell that one to the boys? Yeah, you could, but I just don't think you've quite got the moves and shakers like you did in Jakarta. People willing to jump on a plane and, you know, have three days and, you know, you, you don't really have your John Baker types is, is what I'm saying. Uh, it's more sort of 
Uh, and look, it could be a COVID thing. So there's an end of season trip, but it's not, uh, it's not, you know, every month you'd go away somewhere interesting. Um, but yeah, quality is pretty good. Um, they're actual, you know, getting a ground is actually pretty easy. So it's not like when you, I'm uh, just thinking back to when we turned up to Cambodia or Laos and we had to, you know, push, uh, cows off the field before we could actually start in the ruck. So there's none of that sort of stuff. Um, usually just, you know, you can get a ground and it's pretty good quality. So all the stuff that makes Asian footy fun, uh, is sort of taken away. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, that's the reason why we play footy up here, isn't it? For the, the touring, it's fantastic, isn't it? So um, leading into the grand final, how are you guys both feeling? Are you uh, pretty nervous as we as we lead up into the grand final? Obviously, it's been two weeks since the prelims and you guys both won pretty convincingly there, but uh, how are you feeling? Chris? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a long lead in, isn't it? With the extra week, um, nerves are building up, uh, concentration span on anything but the footy is pretty limited. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a big day on Saturday. So really looking forward to it. But um, I don't know about the extra week, week off before the grand final. Hopefully it doesn't stick around for uh, uh, future future years. I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. Yeah, it draws it out pretty much, doesn't it? Maybe they need to stick like a state of origin game or something in that weekend just to give us a bit of more interest to something else to look at. All-stars, all-stars weekend or something like that. Yes, yeah. What are you about you, Benny? How have you been in the last couple of weeks? Well, you know, it's it's all about the preparation, isn't it? So I think the D's have got one game in in twenty eight days. As for the footy, no, uh, looking forward to. It. I think um, it uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm just glad I can get around a beer and some mates and, and watch it. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, there. Are, the worst teams out there than the, the dogs, I think. If it was a Collingwood or an Essendon or, or this sort of thing, we'd have more people on our side. Um, but yeah, it'll be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. And I don't know what I'm going to do with myself if we do win or lose. So yeah, a bit nervous. Yeah, you guys have um, you've done pretty well, Demons, this uh, last end of the part of the season. Um, and in the finals, just to obliterated the teams of beating the Lions by 33 and then beating uh, the Cats by, you know, a heap as well. Um, looking on fire, the way that you dismantled the D, uh, the Cats in, the, in that prelim final was impressive. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, it, uh, it still hasn't changed. I think every time I'd, I'd go over to a mate's house and watch, you know, on Friday night footy, it would always be Geelong, Hawthorne, or Essendon, Carlton, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then you watch the D's on a Sunday afternoon at two o'clock at the G. And every time you'd see them run out, you you would have absolutely zero confidence in their ability to completely execute, dominate a side. And I have to say, after after twenty three rounds and finals, and now into a grand final. I'd say my confidence has still only increased slightly. So I'm still nervous every time they get out. I'm still expecting an absolute belting every time we run out, but that's just, you know, 25 years of abuse, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's part of the course for the we'll demons, do that, yeah. uh, after having yeah, yeah. failed so often at the death. But the dogs, mate, uh, Chris, they've been going, like, awesome this year. I mean, right from the start of the year, they had this handball game going, which was lightning. 
They got guys stepping up like Norton, uh, who was just flying and taking grabs from everywhere, just looking amazing all year. And then tripped up at the end of the season. Um, and just to be able to then turn it back on uh, in the finals, played every week since. So not being the most perfect lead up, but who knows? If they win, maybe it has been a good lead up. Yeah, well, 2016 kind of proved that um, anything's possible, I guess. And uh, I think they were, I think they finished seventh yep. in 2016, right? To win it and beat West Coast in Perth, beat uh, Hawthorne in Melbourne, then they went up to Sydney and then back for the grand final. So they, they've done it before and Bevo's coached it before. Um, We've had a really good year. Obviously, the last three weeks of the season, we were pretty poor. I thought uh, I thought that may be it for the season, but um, they've managed to turn it around and uh, and play some really good footy over the last uh, three four weeks. And um, watching watching us dismantle Port in those in the first quarter was just. Uh, I struggled to to believe it was actually us that was was doing that to them, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and yeah, still waiting for my brother-in-law to uh, to return any calls or pick up my phone or anything like that, just to kind of dissect and review that game. Uh, but I'm sure we'll get to that eventually. But um, no, it's I reckon it's going to be a ripper of a game on Saturday. Um, I think genuinely the two best performing teams across the whole year are meeting in the grand final. The D's have been on fire. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be, I think it should be a close one, if nothing else. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I think we're all hoping it's going to be a close one. Something similar to the the game that the the dogs played against the Lions would be amazing. Uh, going down right down to the death. I know it's not good for your heart, boys, but uh, everyone here is an impartial sort of uh, follower of the game just wants a close game really they do they don't want another blowout like we had in the prelim finals so leading into that guys um into the every grand final obviously there's a hard luck story uh obviously nathan jones is the one for the d's he's been there around the mark for the d's he's been like the spiritual leader of the club for he's come on what 14 years now and uh, he's getting towards the end of his um career he's he's just retired hasn't he and he didn't quite make the grade in to get to the grand final. And um, he obviously screwed up a fair bit. He uh, couldn't keep his uh, dick in his pants in the wrong time of the year. And uh, he got his wife pregnant at the wrong time. You never, you don't uh, get your wife pregnant at that, you know, I think it's what, February, in January, uh, because you know it's gonna be around finals time. So um, yeah, he did the wrong thing there, but uh, obviously he's got uh, twin twin girls, I think, right? Um, so I'm sure he's plenty happy with that. Okay. Yeah. I reckon the fact that he's he's played 300 games, or whatever it is, for Melbourne, he, he he probably didn't take that family planning. Yeah, advice. I was going to say, I was going to say, rooting in rooting in February is probably pretty safe for Nathan Jones, <laughs> I think. I think he should be happy that he's getting a route anyway. I'm very sad to see that he's, he's not going to play, but I think, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a big loss. It's it's unfortunate for him. Um, I know if it was on the on the Bulldog side, I know Vanders and I were, were talking about this this earlier, where you know Vanders is probably expecting a, a medal in his in his letterbox if uh, if the dogs get up because sort of that's how they operate. Even if you don't play in the grand final, you still get one. Um, but yeah, very sad for, for a, a sort of 
club like Melbourne with a bit more heart and soul. So, yeah, um, <laughs> sad to see he won't be out there on, on the weekend. And then for the dogs, you've got Josh Bruce, who's obviously been a mainstay up forward, uh, Tomlinson, Smith off the halfback, and then Gardner, by the sounds like he's been dropped, and, and your nephew, Latham, Vandermeer, has been uh, dropped. Uh, well, he might be medical sub, it seems. Yeah, uh, so firstly, Brucey, I mean, he's kicked 48 goals for the season or something like that. Um, he's had his best season with us, that's for sure. Um, so it's a bit of a shame to lose him, but I think uh, their forward line, the forward line that we got now is actually working pretty well the last few weeks, so hopefully that continues. Um, yeah, Leith Vandermeer dropped for the grand final. Uh, I don't think he'll be the medical sub, um, but yeah, with Cody Waitman, the flea coming back in, it was either uh, it was either going to be Vanders dropped or JJ, and given Johannesson's uh, past performance in the grand final, and he's been in pretty good form, I think they struggled to to drop him as well. So uh, yeah, a few hard luck stories as there are as there is every every year, I think. Absolutely, yeah. So getting to the grand final, um, Benny, where do you think your boys are going to bring it home? Where are they going to win it? Is it going to be in the midfield, in the back, or up front? Yeah, I reckon if we can if we can hold the sort of back line to what we've done all year, um, the, the sort of Bulldogs needed to probably going to have to score. Uh, you know, they can't get it all out of their forwards. So I reckon if... if uh, you know, if, if if Lever and May do what they need to do and, and you know, can, can get off the man and intercept balls and all the rest, I just, I reckon that that, um, that the Bulldogs need, need to score if they're going to run up a, a sort of winning total against the Ds. So I reckon if they don't do that, I reckon we'll do okay and we'll probably see something around the, well, Ds by three or four goals, I reckon. Yeah, right. What about but no, you? no, 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 kick over 100 points. That's what I can say. So, yeah. What about you, Chris? Where do you think the, the dogs will win it? Uh, well, you got to go, you got to go and attack the, the demon's strength, and that's probably uh, gone in the middle. Um, if you can, if you can nullify gone and keep him, keep him a little bit quiet. Uh, that's going to go a huge, a long way to, to beating the Demons, I think. Because um, the midfield battle is, um, I mean, the Ds have got Oliver, Petrarca, um, and Viney, I think it is, up against Bont, uh, Libba, McRae. I think we go a bit deeper. Um, in the midfield as well, uh, but our weakness has always been the ruck. So uh, I'm sure Bever will have a plan big for Gorn. Stephen Martin has been amazing for you guys, though. Yeah, it's been a big in. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he's, he's turning 49 on the weekend, isn't he? Though he's about 49 <laughs> or 50, something yes. like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. his interesting, interesting uh, stat or fact. The only, you remember that uh, game called, you remember this very well, uh, in down at Geelong in 2000, whatever it was, 2009, 10 or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Geelong beat you guys by 180 points? 186. 186. <laughs> I think it was, yeah. 
There is one player from that Melbourne team that's playing in the grand final on Saturday. <laughs> and it's Stefan Martin. There you go. And it's Stefan Martin. <laughs> um, he get it? it doesn't mean he gets a medal, though, man. He should. He should. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Steph Martin back in. Look, I think he'll try and obviously uh, just go physical on Gorn, uh, but he won't be able to run with him. But um, and here's your other one, Jackson, the youngster. He's pretty pretty good as well. So yeah, we're going to have our, our work cut out for us, trying to uh, trying to hold them. But I think if you can attack their strength, then that's probably where we can we can win it. Actually, does he? When you say nullify Gord, do you mean a sort of Alistair Lynch style grand final swinging, come out swinging? Is that what you mean? Get himself. 12 weeks for, you know, for the, his future VFL query. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I would never condone that kind of behaviour, but look, <laughs> it's, a, it's a grand final, and if Bevo decides that's the way to go, I'd fully support it. But, uh, yeah, no, I think just, uh, yeah, get, just bashing, bashing going around as much as at every opportunity um, is the way to go. There's been a bit of talk about that because uh, I think Port Adelaide did it a couple of seasons ago and sort of roughed him up a bit before the game, sort of threw him off his game. But I think, uh, you know, I think one of the other real strengths of the, the Demons, which is uh, what Ben mentioned, was their backline, obviously. If, um, if the forwards for the dogs can have, you know, a real nullifying effect and then the midfielders are putting dirty ball forward, not just palming it into the air, I think that's going to really play to the, the smaller players of, um, of uh, the, uh, the dogs as well but um what about uh, who's your x factor who's your key players that you, you're relying upon to to dominate on the day for you chris um yeah look i think i think maybe trelaw can really stand up i'm hoping uh he's he's had a apache final series but when he's been on he's been you know, that breakaway speed and um, that side of it, he can he can uh, get into a bit of space, so he could be one. Uh, up forward, I reckon Cody Waitman, uh, he's pretty good at drawing a free kick. Um, not too dissimilar from, from yourself, MJ, actually, up in the forward pocket there. Um, but he, he's got massive X factor, uh, good on the ground, great in the air, sits on Max Gorn's head uh, quite a bit. And uh, yeah, he could be he could be an X factor on Saturday. What about your side, Ben? The D's? Yeah, I reckon uh, as long as everyone executes in the midfield like they haven't been for the last, you know, twenty odd weeks. I reckon it could be Ben Brown. If he kicks a bag like he, he can, he hasn't done it all year. But if he has a blinder, now's the time to do it. So I reckon if 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 he does, I mean it's a bit of a smoky. It probably will be you know Gorn Oliver, Petrarca, etc. But I reckon if Ben Brown can have a good game and kick a bag, um, that'd be pretty special. Yeah, that'd be a bit of a fairy tale story coming from uh, the from uh, the Kangaroos into the uh, the Premiership side and, and kicking a bag. Absolutely. All right, so um, so how much do you think your team's going to win by? Obviously, you're going to go for the Dogs and the Ds respectively, but uh, Chris, uh, who do you think uh, – sorry, how much do you think the Dogs are going to win by? 
Yeah, I reckon the dogs by two or three goals. I reckon. Yeah, right. It'll be and... uh, tight, tight the whole way, and when the pressure really comes 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 on in the last quarter, I think we can uh, just get away from it. Right. What about you, Benny? Yeah, so I reckon I reckon two or three goals the other way. Having said that, I don't reckon it's going to be a, a super close one. I reckon whoever gets on top will end up winning by two or three goals, um, maybe a bit more. But um, yeah, D's by sort of two or three. Yeah. And what about Norm Smith? Who's your Who's your bet for Norm Smith? Benny? Yeah. Um, I've got a bit of a different. Bob Murphy. No? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Caleb, Caleb Daniel for me. Um, Caleb Daniel, I reckon. Uh, off the half back, just uh, picking up all the ground balls, setting the play up. Um, yeah, I reckon I reckon Caleb Daniel if I was gonna put some money on it. Yep, right. What about the D's? So yeah, I reckon I reckon it will be it will be Oliver unless um, unless Petrarca kicks sort of two or three and you know has has a few TV moments. I reckon it will be probably Oliver if not Petrarca. Yeah, so right. I'm go I'm giving you two there, Matt. Yeah. So uh, Dorney won't be able to back up his uh, heroics from the prelim, you reckon? No, no, he'll be nursing a black eye from uh, from Stephen Martin. <laughs> I already told you that, MJ. That's what will happen, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, no, nah, I don't reckon he can kick. I don't reckon he can kick uh, big goofy uh, ruckman like myself. Don't kick five, so <laughs> I don't reckon he can back it up again, MJ. Fair enough then. Okay, so um, we've got uh, the D's winning by uh, thir thirteen to fifteen points on your side, Benny, and uh, two goals, twelve points uh, on the dog side. Fair for you, Chris. So after the pre the game's been won and. Um, they're out celebrating uh, in the off season. Which players most likely to make the headlines? You think uh, in the off season for uh, out there celebrations? Good question. You got Probably it. Stephen May will Stephen May will turn up fat. I reckon next year. Um, but that's about it. I reckon. I'm not sure. I reckon Steve very large, absolutely. After having been with yeah. the dogs, the sons for so many years, and having to brought them yeah. in, definitely. What about you from the dog side, Chris? Yeah, I mean the obvious one's kind of Libba. Um, he's got some some form there, but he's now he's kind of married and got got kids and all that kind of stuff. So um, I know what kind of impact that can have on people. Um, <laughs> So I'll probably go with someone like Norton. He's right. a bit loose, bit of a loose cannon from WA. Got the mullet, bit loose. Could be, could do anything over over an off season celebrating a premiership. I reckon. Absolutely. Okay. Well, before I let you go, guys, uh, perhaps you could um, let our listeners know of any um, lasting memories you might have of the Bintangs or what experiences you're fond of. Uh, made the Bintangs memorable or a good experience for you? Yeah, I reckon um, I'll, go, I'll go on a serious note. It was, uh, it was seeing the, um, the young Indo kids develop over my time in Jakarta. Um, the Bintangs have got, I think they were one of the first clubs in Asia to really develop the local, local players. And um, 
I think I had about five years at the Bintangs and the first year I turned up there, it was kind of seeing the, these the, the young kids kind of running around and then trying to teach them how to handball and kick and all this kind of stuff. And then after three or four years, they were kind of uh, yeah, really giving us a, a run for our money whenever we played them. And then to see them go down to the International Cup and uh, I think they won a game down there, right? I think they beat um, beat India or something like that. But um, to me, that was that was a that was a real highlight. All the all the um, the social aspects of it, of course, were great. But um, that um, that local program that the Vintangs had is uh, is something special, and it's it's good to see a few of the other teams around Asia, like the the Thailand Tigers. I know they've got. Um, They've got something similar going now as well, so it's great, great to see. Yeah, right. Okay, and Ben, what about you? Yeah, it's not an individual memory, I think, but probably, you know, I reckon a lot of the a lot of the hurdles and shit you need to go through in Asian footy, you know, having to jump on a plane to play somewhere against opposition or put up with a, a hockey pitch on a Thursday night, this sort of thing. All those little hurdles, I think. You know, I think sometimes if you get how much tighter knit the club is, I think some of the clubs up here in London are great. It's really good food and good people and everything else, but it's not as, it doesn't feel as tight knit, it's a bit more transient than it is in uh, Jakarta. So it's always good to, you know, knock off, you know, you know, punch Povey on a Thursday night playing a scratch match and have beers afterwards and go down the block and, You've got all your mates around and almost, you know, anyone could turn up to Jakarta and sort of insert themselves with, you know, a really good bunch of guys. And I think um, it's important to, to realise how, just how important that was, you know, for my time in Jakarta. So, yeah, as I said, MJ, if I do come home for Christmas, I want to make a stop off uh, first to uh, the, the homeland in Jakarta uh, before I go back. Um, but, yeah, that's probably what I'd say that the... the, the Saturdays at the chip, you know, stuck in two or three hours worth of traffic to go back to the pub and come on, all that sort of stuff I I miss, you know, all the stuff that doesn't work actually gives you a fair few memories uh, when you live somewhere where everything does work. <laughs> yeah. it, do, it does make the experience that much more rewarding and makes you uh, look back on it fondly, doesn't it? All right, so before I let you guys go, um, where are you watching the game, Ben? And are you watching with mates or by yourself? No, I'll be at the pub uh, about 10 minutes away from here in, in Shoreditch, so in central London. Uh, that's put on by the, the London Swans, so that's putting club on with here. So I'll be able to watch it with uh, plenty of people. I'm not sure to, how many D stands will be there. Um, but as I said, I'll, I'll, I'll probably sort of keep quiet in the corner until we're about three or four goals up in the last quarter. Very brave if you go into the, the yeah. bar and uh, running up around people. Yeah. And uh, no doubt you'll hear it from a few of the boys back here in uh, Asia during the game. No, I'll be, I'll be on a WhatsApp band, as I said. Uh, I'll be deleting all social media. I might even delete my email, who knows, um, until we get up. So. That's a special message, particularly for John Baker. I know with every Sydney Grand Final, I reckon I spent half of my time watching that literally in his ear um, uh, at uh, at, the, at the Grand Final functions. So I know it's a, it's a big loss for, for John that he couldn't um, 
sort of return the favour. I know he must be struggling with that. Um, but yeah, so should be good. Looking forward to it. I think he's looking forward to the opportunity to have a crack at you, uh, actually. And uh, if you got your phone turned off, he'll uh, he'll be devastated. <laughs> what about you, Chris? You'll be watching it uh, amongst the family, mate. Uh, yeah, maybe by myself in a room, but um, just back on JB. I think he's got the largest collection of sporting memorabilia bought. Uh, when drunk at AFL Grand Final auctions, more than he's, he's got more than me. Uh, he's got like tennis balls, racing kit. Yeah. Uh, just unbelievable. So I don't know how big his place is here in Singapore, but he, to get all that stuff on the wall would just be amazing, I reckon. For sure. For sure. Yeah, he was always a big bidder, wasn't he? So you are uh, in a in a room by yourself, Chris. Uh, no sharp objects in the room. No, that's right. Um, might just kind of lock myself away and watch it. We're not allowed to go out. Well, pubs pubs are not an option here at the moment in Singapore. Uh, you can't be in groups any more than five if you're fully vaxxed. Um, so not too many options. There's a fair few old bintangs here. Uh, so whiz. Uh, Nick Gandolfo was threatening to come around and watch the grand final with me. I'm not too sure if he's going to do that. Uh, and uh, Robert, the prowler, pal, um, I'd go, go running with him on Sunday mornings as well. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to watch it with either of those blokes, I don't think. <laughs> no, I, don't think, I would suggest not. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for joining us today and uh, good luck on the weekend. I hope your team gets up uh, and I hope the the, uh, the game's really close, not uh, too far apart in the scores at the end like the preliminary finals were. Any final words, no, please? Yeah, look, just while we're on the topic of, uh, you know, Raffles and John Baker buying $8,000 worth of tennis balls, um, I think he actually saw that as investment. I think he was waiting for Rod Laver to die. So every grand final, he says to me, um, these tennis balls are signed by Rod Laver and they're not going up in value because he's not dead yet. So my plan, my, my, my plan's not working. All right, guys. Thank you very Jealous. much and good luck on the weekend. Go the dogs. Cool. Good on you. Go Dees. Go Dees. Bye.